Year one is the hardest for a startup. From managing cash flow to building a team to creating a culture to designing and iterating your business model, it's a process most people never have to deal with and one that a handful go through only once. But for Gregarious Narain, year one is something he is all too familiar with. The way I usually describe myself when people ask me my role, I, I like to tell them I'm an ideal year one guy. I love that first year when everything is sort of in flux and we're really trying to to coordinate all of these moving forces to try and like bottle the wind, right? And that's what I love the most about a startup. Take a peek at Greg's LinkedIn profile and you will see him listed as a founder or co-founder of more than 10 businesses. That's 10 startups, 10 new ideas, 10 different teams, and 10 year ones. And if there's one thing he's learned, it's that the experience is different every single time. There are always exciting things happening in the world of small business. The news that grabs the headlines, though, are always the highlights, the overnight successes, the billion-dollar IPOs, the massive exits. But just like your Instagram feed, that's never the whole story. Let's look deeper than the headlines and the press photos. Underneath all of that is the real work building something valuable and lasting. Don't get me wrong, I love crazy success stories and can be drawn into those big flashy tales just as much as the next person. But we all know that what's more important than the destination is how you get there. It's the struggles you have to overcome and the insights you learn along the way that make you who you are. So those are the stories we're telling. It's raw, it's honest, and maybe it's exactly what you need to hear. I'm Hillary Georgie. And this is The Journey. Greg grew up in the Bronx, New York, with his three brothers. His parents were immigrants from Guyana, and his dad ran a real estate business that his older brothers also worked at. And ever since Greg was little, he's been the year one guy, the guy thinking big and determined to build a business. In fact, his entrepreneurial career dates all the way back to the fifth grade. I did everything from selling gum and candy at school to like selling artwork to eventually selling school supplies out of the back of my car. And as Greg got older, his schemes, plans, and goals only got bigger and more elaborate. So I used to run ads in the Penny Saver when I was 16 to help people with their computers. And so like back then it was like literally running antivirus or installing a modem. And so like I was making like $1,000 a week just driving around doing these random computer tasks. And then my best friend and I over the summer, like, we're like, well, we could buy these computers, like at computer, um, this is like computer shows were still a big thing. And, or, or like we could get like deals on them. So we resold these computers, but it was funny. Like we rented out the back room of an IHOP and basically taught a class and ended up being like a bunch of our friends' parents that we were teaching how to use these new computers that we just got them. This drive to build businesses and to work with technology would set the tone for the rest of Greg's career. Despite heavy pressure from his parents to become a doctor, Greg knew his passions were directing him elsewhere. My parents basically had preordained that I was gonna be a doctor. So I studied you know, pre-med in college, got into med school, but then didn't go, and instead became a web designer. I'd always sort of had an interest in technology, so it wasn't really that much of a surprise to me that I didn't become a doctor, but it was certainly a big surprise to my parents. 
And to this day, after founding 10 plus businesses, moving cross country several times and starting a family, Greg still believes that telling his parents he wasn't going to be a doctor was the hardest thing he's ever had to do. It was probably the worst thing I ever had to do in my life. I remember the first like one or two med school apps like were rejections. And so I used that sort of as an opportunity to, to tell my dad that I was like, well, maybe I'm not gonna get in, but I, I honestly, like as an 18 year old, 19 year old back, or 18 year old back then, I literally like asked my older brother what it would be like if I ran away. Cause like, that seemed like a more plausible pathway than actually explaining to these people like, that I wasn't gonna be a doctor. After jumping the hurdle of explaining what he wanted to do to his friends and family, Greg was finally free to explore his true interest, the art of building businesses. Greg and his best friend started exploring the possibility of building a startup. They tossed business idea after business idea around until they finally landed on what would become Firewall Media. So when we started, we were a web design company. This was 1996. It was just the beginning of sort of like the New York internet tech scene. We did consulting wherever we could. Like anyone who would pay us for anything, we were like open to doing it. And so we rented our first offices on 14th Street between 5th and 6th. We were above a Blimpies back then. And we basically used up almost all of our money to secure the office. And so I think one of the first early hard lessons you really learn is cash flow. So we were all living like basically in that office as well. Like there were several years of my life where that office was my only apartment. My only shower or bathroom was at the gym. So like I had to go to the gym to shower for several years. You know, again, it was like you figure out a way to scrape by. And I don't think it's just cash really. What I think it is, is more speaks to the idea or the truth that you know a lot less about what's out there than what you need to know. And the process of being an entrepreneur is unearthing all the things you need to know to be successful. And when you ask Greg about his wins at that first business, he'll be very honest with you. There were none. I got to be honest. Like The win for me, in my mind, is not about money. I think at heart, I'm a builder and a creator. And I really enjoy the process of seeing like my own dreams come to life. And so I think as a, as a result of that, that is sort of that perpetual win that I get. Even if it's not successful, I don't care. I saw something through and I find that to be the reward, really, more so than anything else. But it, it certainly was filled with many, many ups and downs and honestly, more downs than ups. But Greg loved these ups and downs and his experience with this first business made him eager to jump into many more. He had been infected with what he calls an incurable disease. I was talking to a woman at an event I run and I said to her, I was like, I'm, I feel really bad for you because you now have like the worst disease imaginable. Like it's incurable, right? Once you become an entrepreneur, it's very, very hard to imagine going back for most people. After he got that first real taste of entrepreneurship with Firewall Media, Greg knew he could never go back. In fact, he's been so dedicated to startup life that the moment his startups shed their startup skin and start to feel too successful or too predictable, he does the thing that most people would never even consider. He jumps ship and he starts the process all over again. 
After the break, Greg shares some of the key lessons he's learned throughout his exhaustive entrepreneurial career, including the number one question he gets from up-and-coming business owners. It takes a lot to grow a business, but one thing's for certain. You've got to have a laser focus on the customer. That's why we use Salesforce Essentials at Mission every day. With Essentials, your small business has access to the same CRM tools driving results for some of the world's most successful companies. Think Adidas, Amazon, T-Mobile, Toyota, Intuit, Marriott, and tens of thousands more. Track your business health by measuring sales, emails, customer satisfaction, and custom metrics. Go to essentials.salesforce.com to start your two-week trial today. Greg is a serial entrepreneur who has thrown himself into the world of business, even claiming that his only skill is starting businesses. And after co-founding more than 10 companies and going through all those year ones, he's got a lot of knowledge to share. Today, he dedicates his time to mentoring others while they find their footing starting their own businesses. So I like all kinds of entrepreneurship. The experiences are all the same. The fundamentals are common, right? The struggles are common. Um, There are always unique challenges, but I do think that being an entrepreneur is a wholly unifying thing. The experience that one entrepreneur has is almost always relatable to any other entrepreneur. There are any number of things Greg could share, but today he's focused on three main lessons that he shares with his eager entrepreneurial mentees. Lesson number one, hire people only when it's painful. At Greg's current company, Fanbase, he's implementing this lesson right now. This company will be intentionally small. Ideally, we won't hire any other people than the people we have right now. So we are raising money to literally give us two years of runway so just the four of us can focus on building. We all have our clear responsibilities. We know what we need to do. We are very connected in the space. So, you know, I'm not saying we won't hire other people. I just want to go very, very intentionally slow about growing the organization which in general I recommend as the norm. And then I think you figure out if you need to grow. It should be painful when you add people. And until you're in a lot of pain, you do not know, you don't necessarily know how acute or where that pain is. So you just feel like, well, I'm just overwhelmed. Well, you can't just hire people to make you feel less overwhelmed. Hire people to solve specific problems. But until you feel that pain tremendously, you don't know how or where that problem is. Lesson number two. You are no longer the user. Your customer is. There's one bit of advice I got from a a new friend I made. She had this quote that like was so simple in the way she stated it. But she's like, once you become an entrepreneur, you are no longer the user. And I love that quote in its simplicity and its elegance. You're not the customer anymore. It doesn't matter how you like your latte. What matters is how your customers like their latte, right? And now what you have may be great for directionality, but it is not the final word. The customer is the final word in all of your decisions. And finally, lesson number three, start resourceful and stay resourceful. Number one question is sort of the bucket of how am I supposed to do X when I don't have Y, right? And it's always basically this juggling of resources, right? So, you know, like a lot of times people are like, well, how am I supposed to get customers if I don't have the product? Or how am I supposed to raise money if I don't have the product? Or how am I supposed to, you know, do this if I don't have that? 
where people struggle the most is finding how to accomplish a lot with a little. The secret to being an entrepreneur is your resourcefulness. And so if you cannot figure out how to solve that problem, then you will suffer. I think ultimately it doesn't matter how many people or resources you have available. If you don't know how to put them together in the right order, if you don't know how to determine the right order, you're going to fail. I always tell people, if you have a problem, make it a smaller problem and then solve that first and then solve the next piece and then solve the next piece. Being an entrepreneur is not for the dispassionate or risk averse. It's for those that can endure the trials and see past the initial year or years of uncertainty. If I look back, would I encourage someone to be an entrepreneur? And I tell them that I don't wish it upon you until you're ready for it. If you are not prepared to stretch yourself, then the reality is you're likely very prepared to fail. Whether you're like Greg and enjoy startup life, or you can't wait for your new business to level out and get past the growing pains, one thing is for sure. Year one is full of unexpected twists and turns that will push you to your personal and professional limits. In the words of Mahatma Gandhi, every worthwhile accomplishment, big or little, has its stages of drudgery and triumph. To get to mission success, you must survive the turbulent journey. To get to year 10, you've got to get through year one first. Succeeding as a startup, solo founder, or any small business is an uphill battle. It takes the right mindset and the right tools. That's why we're thrilled to partner with Salesforce Essentials to bring you the journey. Managing one podcast, let alone a whole media studio, is a challenge to say the least. But Essentials makes it easy to maintain relationships and grow our business. With Essentials, your startup has access to the same CRM driving insights and results from the world's most successful companies. Use unrivaled Salesforce technology to track customers, sales, emails, and more. You'll know where your business is and you'll know where it's headed as you chart the path for your journey. We love using Essentials and we know you will too. Go to essentials.salesforce.com to start your two-week trial today. 